Let's go ahead and jump into the message this morning. We're going to do a kind of a standalone message. We're going to be starting a brand new series next week on the 7th that'll take us from uh, basically the fast all the way to the end of the fast. Uh, But to this week, I want to just kind of have a standalone message. And, you know, as we kind of looking at the end of 2023, moving into 2024, and again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, man, it's crazy how fast this year has gone. I mean, it just went, and it was just here, and it was just gone. I remember I've told you this story before. Obviously, um, you know, first of all, I haven't mentioned this yet. I hope that you had a great Christmas uh, with your family and your friends and had a great time. But I remember as a kid, you know, as, and even as an adult, like when I was in my 20s and, and, and stuff like that, like, like when, when Christmas would happen, I'd be so excited. I'd be looking forward to Christmas. Christmas would be over, and like the 26th would be just like, the, the worst day of the year, you know, because I was like, man, we have 365 or 64, whatever it is, days left until Christmas again. And I used to get so disappointed with that and, and, and just, just kind of depressed almost like, man, I've been looking forward to this. It's here and it's come and now it's gone. And now it's like my life is a little bit different. Maybe I'm just a little bit older, but I look at it now and I'm like, yeah, I'm sad it's over, but man, it's going to be here again before we know it. And as I was kind of driving in this morning with Easton and Emily, I was kind of driving but not paying attention to the driving, to be honest with you. And I was just thinking about how last year we came together on the very first day of 2023. And now here we are at the very, very last day. And you kind of do a little bit of, of, of evaluation. You got to look at your life and, you know, how, how have I grown? How, what do things have changed? And all those sort of things. And, 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 of course, now the next thing to do is to kind of look ahead. What's 2024 going to be like? What, what are we going to have? And obviously there's going to be things in this year that we can't control that, I mean, that are going to be interesting and different and, and things we never saw coming. And then there are any other things that maybe we have a fairly decent idea about. You know, maybe you have a trip planned or you have something else going on, maybe a retirement or, or a big birthday or whatever it might be. So we do have a little bit of an idea. But, but this morning, what I'd like to do is as we kind of step in a lot of ways from, from 2023 into 2024, I want to take a, 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 a passage of scripture that, that many of us know extremely well and use it because I believe that in some ways this passage of scripture is going to be kind of almost um, a prophetic song that God has for us as individuals and us as a church in the coming year. And so the title of the message this morning is simply this, Using 23 to Head into 24. If you have your Bibles, they're also going to be on the screen. Open them up to Psalms 23. We're going to look at a very popular, obviously, a song that, that, that many, 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 many people know. But at the same time, it's a very powerful song. A song that I do believe is going to help us from this year as we move in to the next. So again, if you have your Bibles, open them up. Psalms 23, we'll read it all together. Here's what it says. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings." Surely, goodness, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, as we look at this psalm that David wrote so many, many centuries ago, Father, there is power in these words because these words were just not the lyrics to a song. These words were anointed. They were inspired by your Holy Spirit. These are the words of God. And so in that, there is power. In that, there is authority. In that, no matter how many times we look at these things together, we know that you can use these areas or these words to change and transform our lives. And so God, we're so thankful for that, that your word is alive. And that it can change us. 
And so, God, as we take this song and as we look ahead to 2024, God, I do pray that this would be a song that we would hold on to throughout this year because there are some truths in this song that I believe you have for us as individuals and us as families and us as a church family moving forward. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, very, very popular song, very song that so many of us know, but I would, I, I kind of think there's an issue here that we kind of forget about this song that we have to start with, because we're going to be talking about some, some benefits and some really great things that this song shows us as we move into 2024, but there's a caveat here that a lot of us can miss. There's a little part of this, this whole song that if we miss this very first part, we're going to miss all the other things that God has for you and for me in this coming year. And, and here's the thing, it's so easy to miss. It's so easy to, to kind of stray away from this. It can be a situation where, well, maybe you've known Christ for a little while, or maybe you've known him for a long time. And at least in my life, I have learned that no matter how long I have known him, there are times where I have to take a step back, do a little self-realization and a little evaluation in my life and go, am I really doing this? Am I really allowing him to do this, because here's the thing, when we look at Psalms 23, it starts with a very interesting statement in verse number one. It simply says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is not my wife's shepherd, or my kid's shepherd, or my parent's shepherd, or, or the pastor's shepherd. It's my shepherd. David begins this psalm with understanding something very important. You see, everything else the shepherd needs to do and wants to do in our lives will only come when we have made the decision to make Jesus our shepherd. And you say, oh, that's great, Aaron. I did that a long time ago. I accepted Jesus into my life. He's, yes, awesome. That's great. But there's a different understanding here that you need to get when you understand the context of sheep and shepherds. You see, a situation that you forget about, because, listen, I don't know about you. I haven't been around a lot of sheep. But David was around a lot of sheep. Sheep wander. Sheep move around. They didn't have situations necessarily, at least during the day, where they had sheep pens. They would at night a lot of times. But a lot of times when David was a shepherd, the sheep were free range. They were all over the place. As a shepherd, his job was to keep them safe and keep them close. But sheep tended to wander around and wander about. And in a lot of ways, for some of us, yeah, we have accepted Jesus. But the question we need to really ask this morning is, are you going to allow Jesus to be your shepherd? To allow Jesus to be your shepherd is something important. And it, yes, I understand, it goes along with him being your Savior and Lord and all these sort of things. But in this context, I want you to stop and ask yourself, as we leave 23, going into 2024, have you really allowed him to be your shepherd? You see, a shepherd fulfills particular roles in the life of the sheep. And when the sheep begins to think that the sheep knows better than the shepherd, then the shepherd-sheep relationship becomes fractured. Because here's the thing, and I'm, you've probably heard this before, and remember, I'm a sheep too, but sheep aren't real bright. Sheep aren't real smart. But here's what I've learned about sheep, because I have been around sheep just enough. They think they're smart. They think they understand. You see, it's one thing to know you're dumb. Get it? It's another thing to think you're smart and not be so smart. And a sheep thinks I know better sometimes than the shepherd. And the sheep can kind of do its own thing and kind of wander off on its own. And because here's what I've found in my own life. I like to think about all the, the things that we're going to talk about here in a minute about Jesus being my shepherd. And I like to focus on those things and forget that to, to really allow Jesus to be the shepherd. I have to submit to him as the sheep. And here's the good news. Here's something great to think about. Jesus is a great shepherd. He's a good shepherd. 
Listen, I don't know what you hear on TV or in the news or from other people, but I'm here to tell you Jesus is a great shepherd. You allow him to be your shepherd today and in 2024, and I promise you, your life is not going to be perfect, but your life is going to be amazing because you're with your shepherd, and your shepherd knows how to take care of sheep. That is so important to get. You see, listen, I'm not a good shepherd. You know why I'm not a good shepherd? Because I don't know how to take care of sheep. I don't know what to do to sheep. I don't know how to, you know, I know you have to, 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 to feed them a certain way, and you've got to shear them. I, I don't know any of that stuff. Jesus is a great shepherd. He understands the sheep. He understands how to take care of the sheep. In fact, Jesus expresses this whole idea to us in John. And because we need to look and see what, what makes Jesus a good shepherd. What, how does the Bible tell us this? Is this just Aaron talking or does the Bible express this? And it does through the words of Jesus in John 10. In John 10, Jesus kind of begins to speak to us. We're going to look at verse 11, and then we're going to jump to 14 and 15. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. And now 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd. He says it again. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Listen, we're going to talk about what some, some, things, some great promises and some great things that God has for you and I believe for me as we move into 2024. But the first step of this is understanding that Jesus needs to be our shepherd. And what's so great is he's like, listen, I'm the good shepherd and I'll prove it to you. I'll show you why. And he gives us three things here that we need to understand before we even really get back to Psalms 23. First, he tells us he's the good shepherd because he sacrifices for his sheep. He sacrifices for his sheep. And he says even so forth, he sacrifices his life for his sheep. And listen, many of us know that, oh yes, Jesus came and he died. Yes, I get that and that's awesome. But let me express that in a different way to you. Jesus gave it all for you. When he gave his life for you, he gave all that he could. So everything under it, he'll give. He'll sacrifice for us. If he was willing to give his own life for you, he'll be there for you. He'll minister to you. He cares for you. He loves you. He's the good shepherd because he's willing to sacrifice for his sheep, for you. Next, He's a good shepherd because he knows his sheep. I love that. I love that Jesus is telling us, listen, I know you individually. We fall sometimes into this trap in our world and in our life. to think, you know, Jesus, Jesus is the good shepherd of the good people. Or Jesus is the good shepherd of the pastor. Or Jesus is the good shepherd of this individual. But not me. That's not what scripture teaches us. It's not what Jesus says. He says, I know my sheep. Now here's what that means. That means that he knows everything about you. He knows your faults. He knows your mistakes. He knows your oops. He knows your triumphs. He knows everything about you. And please, if you have an issue with remembering that or thinking about that, and if that's hard for you, can you please go back to point number one, which says he still sacrifices his, his himself for you? Because he loves you. So many of us think but knowing, God knowing me is a negative because it's like he knows all the things and, and he knows all the darkness and all the, the parts of my heart and my life that aren't good. And I'm like, yes, that's true. And he loves you anyway. He's a good shepherd anyway. You see, a good shepherd wouldn't look at one sheep and go, you know, I know him and I know his imperfection. So you know what? If he walks off a cliff, no biggie. But this, oh, you know, this sheep over here, well, yeah, this one, this one's a little nicer. This one doesn't bite. So I'll, I'll take care of this one. He knows, and he sacrifices his life anyway. But not only does he know his sheep, but the good shepherd is known by his sheep. Now, listen, now I want you to stop and think about this one for a second. Like, it's great to think that, yeah, Jesus sacrificed and he died for me. Yes, that's awesome. It makes sense that God in his in, uh, just unbelievable knowledge and wisdom and, 
and, and he knows everything, it makes complete sense that he would know me. But that the shepherd wants to be known by me. He wants to reveal himself. The shepherd's role in this is not, you stay over there, I'll stay over here, and yes, I know you, but I don't have any desire for you to know me. The good shepherd wants us to know his voice, wants us to know his call, wants us to know his heart for us. Listen, one of the things that we need to get sometimes is understand the heart of the shepherd for you as his sheep. we got to understand. He wants you to know him in that way. I love when Paul says that I may know Christ. And I love that verse and that hunger that Paul has to know Christ. But you know what? There's another beautiful side of that coin. Not only does Paul want to know Christ, but basically Christ wants to be known by Paul. And he wants it for us as well. He's an amazing shepherd. He's an amazing God. This year, as we look into 2024, I can say with confidence that He is going to be faithful and that He is going to be good and that all things will work out for my good. Why? Because He's a good shepherd. Not because Aaron's a good sheep. So many of us, we look at our lives and we look at what's coming and we, go, we have negative things coming. Because why? Because of what I have done. And yes, there will be consequences. Yes, there is always things that come from our decisions. But our shepherd is so good. He is so good that he can take even our mess-ups and do something amazing with them for his kingdom and his glory. So to understand what we're going to be doing as we break down Psalms 23, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, am I really allowing Jesus to be my shepherd? Have I today wandered away or am I close to my shepherd? Am I submitting to his leading and his guidance and his help? Or have I, do I think that I got all this and I'm under, I got it all under control? So many of what we're going to learn has to start from this foundation today. That's why it's so important. It's why David begins his psalm with those words, the Lord is my shepherd. The good shepherd. So, from that platform, from that understanding, this morning, as we close out 2023, we're going to look at and we're going to break down some of the benefits of allowing Jesus to be our shepherd. What are some of the things that we now see? What are the promises that God has for you and for me? And here's the deal. Like, I'm, I'm speaking this in, in a lot of ways in a prophetic voice over you and over me because I really believe that's what God has laid on my heart for you this year. Okay, but listen, what's great about this message is I could speak it again. I probably won't, but I could speak it again next year. These are not things that I'm looking at going, listen, this is only 2024, so you better soak it up now. These are the, this is the eternal word of God. And I believe that God is going to do these things moving forward as he has been doing them in the past, but with a greater understanding on your and my part. So number one, what are those things? What promises do you and I have for 2024? Number one, our shepherd will provide all of your needs. Every single one of your needs. Now listen here. We, we, I know this is simple. We, we've talked about stuff like this before. It doesn't say all my wants. It doesn't say all my desires. It doesn't say this. It doesn't say all my perceived needs. But it does say that the Lord will provide, and I have all that I need. Now, here's how this works, okay? Because a lot of times we mess this up. We don't understand this concept biblically. We look at it and go, okay, well, what does that mean? How can I apply needs, okay? We go back to the context of what the Scripture is. The Scripture is, and we see it in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. A lot of us looked at it and go, I just like that verse, I have all that I need. God, give me all that I need. But it comes from the context of a shepherd-sheep relationship. 
The shepherd-sheep relationship when it's flowing and it's the way it's supposed to be, the sheep understands that the shepherd knows what the sheep needs more than the sheep need, knows what the sheep needs. Did I say that right? There was a lot of words in that, but I think you got what I meant. Okay? Like, as sheep, we get this idea, I know what I need. I need this this individual in my life. I need this. I need a spouse, or I need a new job, or I need a new house, or I need a new I need a new child, or you know whatever it might be. And we think, and we go to the shepherd, and with our kind of our laundry list, and say, "All right, Lord, here's my needs." That is not the shepherd sheep relationship. The shepherd sheep relationship is the sheep basically going to the shepherd and saying, because you're the good shepherd, you will provide all that I need and I trust you to know it and to give it. Think about that for a second. How would your life spiritually, mentally, stress-wise be different in 2024 if you lived your life in a way that you said, you know what, I trust the shepherd. He'll provide what I need. He knows what I need. He'll provide it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it. Why? Because I have a good shepherd. I have a great shepherd who knows me individually, knows my name, knows the hairs on my head. Listen, if you haven't caught this yet, this is going to be a good news message. This is not going to be a message. You walk in, oh man, 2024, boy, it's going to be an election year. Oh my Lord, good, whoa boy. This is one of those like, listen, This is good stuff. All that you need. God already knows everything you're going to need in 2024. And he's already finding ways and making plans and putting the pieces together to meet those needs for your life. We can rest in that because he's our shepherd. Number two, our shepherd will bring you rest, peace, and renewed strength. Rest, Peace and renewed strength. Look what he does in two in the second part of, the first part of three. Listen, this is not maybe. These scriptures are not, if God has time for you. This is simply, as the Lord is your shepherd, these are the things he wants to do in our lives. So here's the thing. Here's here's kind of the the other side of that coin. For some reason, I always talk about coins and other sides of them. But here's the thing. When we make the Lord our shepherd, when we allow him to do that, look what it says. It says, he leads me. He lets me, excuse me, he lets me rest. He does these things. You know what I found in my life? This sounds kind of weird. When I try to do things to bring rest and, and, and peace and strength, it doesn't work that well. But when the Lord lets it happen, Other translations says he leads me. That idea is allowing God to basically take you by the hand and say, listen, as your shepherd, I will lead you to these places where you need rest and you need peace and you need renewed strength. You see, so many of us, we look at rest. Oh, yes, I need rest. Peace. Oh, yes, I need peace. Yes, renewed strength. Yes, I need renewed strength. Okay, so how am I going to do that? Two weeks in Maui. Right? Two weeks in Maui. Oh, if I just had two weeks in Hawaii. If I had a two-week vacation or whatever. Then, oh, then my life. And you know what we do? We get so excited and so worked up. And so blah, and then we get there. And then it's, oh, we've got to go do this. got to do that. got to do that. And we get back and we go, <gasps> I'm more exhausted now than when I left. Now, listen, is there anything wrong with two weeks away in Maui? No. But you know what I found? When I allow my shepherd to let me do these things and lead me to these things, I find true rest, true peace, and true renewed strength. Those are the things that he brings into my life. So many of us, we try to force them. We try to bring them. We try to grab them, you know, kicking and screaming and say, we we will do this. And all of a sudden at the end we go, how are we more exhausted than before? I'll tell you how. As sheep, we've kind of gone off away a little bit from the shepherd and tried to do it on our own. So much of this 
is understanding what our job is as sheep and what Jesus' job is as shepherd. And as sheep, our job is to allow him to do these things in our lives. And he does them. So in this coming year, there's going to be rest and peace and renewed strength. But allow it to come from him and in his way and in his timing. Because remember, the sheep or the shepherd knows best. He knows best. Number three. Number three, our shepherd will lead you to the right paths. He'll lead you to the right path. Look at the second part here, Psalms 23.3. It says, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Now, let's break this down a little bit, okay? Because there's important words here in this scripture, okay? Because we, we talk about, I want to do the right thing. I want to do the right path and all those things. And, 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 and this is important. So he says, first of all, he guides me, Okay? Again, we get this idea of sheep and shepherd. You cannot be guided as a sheep if you get out in front of your shepherd. At that point, you are not in a shepherd-sheep relationship. In my life, that is an echo-Aaron relationship. Do you know what echo is? Echo's our dog. And when I we'll try to train him to do this, but when I take echo for a walk, you know what echo likes to do? He likes to get out in front of me. And so I have him on the leash. I pull him back. And I pull him. Echo, by me. Echo, by me. By me. By me. He wants to get to the, he gets to the sidewalk or the crosswalk. He wants to go his way. No, no, by me. I get to guide. And for so many of us, we sit there and we go, why am I going down the wrong paths in life? Why do I keep making these decisions? Why are, where is Jesus? Where is the situation? Where is he at? And I would say to you, as much love as I can muster, because I do it too in my own life, Jesus is there. He's just behind you. You're not allowing him to guide. You allow him to guide, and you follow him. But the other part that we need to look at in verse 3, the second part, is it's also important to understand that as he guides you down the right paths, he's gonna, you're going to bring honor to his name. You see, a lot of us, we want to walk down paths that's going to bring honor to my name. And we will choose paths with that in mind. To be the shepherd and the sheep that God wants us to be. To walk down those paths. Not only do we need to allow him to guide us to the right paths. We need to know what the right paths are really there to do. And they're there to bring honor to him and his name. Because he's the shepherd. Number four. Our shepherd will get you through every dark and low valley. Because here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not trying to be killjoy, but we are all going to have some dark and some low valleys in 2024. We are. We're going to have some hard days and some hard weeks. In Psalms the 4th, 23-4, it says, even, even when I walk. It doesn't say if. It says even when. It's coming. Even when I walk through the darkest valley. Some translations have that idea of, of the valley of death. I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Listen, if you haven't done this yet, you need to do this. I always say, you know, make sure that you, you underline, or if you do that in your Bible or in your phone, you underline. You need to underline the word through. Because you don't stop there. You see, what happens and issues that come in our lives is all of us go through some dark and some death-filled valleys. But some of us don't go through them. We camp out there. We live there. We, we set up residence there. And that's not what the shepherd has for you. Do you understand? The shepherd has, yes, you will go through them and I will go through them with you. And so what this idea, what this picture becomes in our heart and in our lives is we go through something horrible. And I know you may not be able to see me online, but it'll be fine. You know what I look like. We do this. We get into the valley. We just sit. We just sit down in our valley. 
We just sit down in the darkness. We just sit down in the death. We just sit down in the, 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 the despair and, the, and there's the hurt. And we just say, oh, woe is me. I'm in this valley. Look at me. Oh, poor me. I'm in this valley. Come pray for me. I'm in this valley. And look, I'm not going to act like there's not some hard, deep, death-filled valleys that you have faced, that I have faced, and that we will all continue to face until either we go home to Jesus or he comes and gets us. That is life. That is the life that we have. Jesus promised in this life, you're going to have some trouble. You're going to have some hurts. You're going to have some deep, dark valleys. But I'll go through them with you. You know, there's something different than going through the valley or camping out in the valley. And I believe that God, even though there is going to be some deep and dark valleys that we are going to go through, He's going to get us through every single one of them. But we got to follow Him out. We got to follow Him out. As we are closed and walk with Him, we've got to allow that to take place. He will get us through every dark valley. Number five. Number five. Our shepherd will turn every bad thing around for our good. Now, I'm going to be honest with you on this one. You may not necessarily see it this year. Okay? This promise doesn't necessarily have an expiration date on it. There's times where I've had people come to me and they've said, you know what, Aaron, you know, the Bible says that he's going to take everything as bad. He's going to turn all those things around for my good. And I have this situation in my life. And you know what? It's been 20 years and there's still nothing good yet. And I look at him and I say, is time over for you? No. Is eternity done? No. Then God still has time to complete his promise. Sometimes we think that God's promises and those things, that somehow we get to decide the time frame. Listen, you didn't make the promise. You can't make everything bad turn good. That's God's department. That's called letting him be your shepherd. But it is walking, going, you know what? I believe that no matter what has happened to me, no matter what negative things have taken place in my life, he's going to use all of it for my good. Every single part, not just some, not just the things that I think he can handle, not even the stuff that I can handle on my own, but everything he can, everything that he can deal with, he will, and he'll bring it around for good. Look at Psalms 23, 5. I love this. He says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Listen to the context of this. The context of this is, I mean, we like, the, oh, oh the, blow, the blessings and the flowing. And listen, you know what this is saying? Jesus is saying, as your shepherd, I'm going to give you a feast of abundance and blessing, even though the enemies are sitting all around you. All around you. It's like God says, you know what? It doesn't matter how bad your enemies are. It doesn't matter the bad things that happen. It doesn't matter the bad things that you can control. It doesn't even matter the bad things you've done. As your shepherd, I'll produce and prepare a feast for you. And I won't do it later. I won't do it when they're all gone. I'll do it right in front of them. Why? So that he gets the glory. So that he has those moments where he goes, you know what? Only I could prepare a feast in the presence of your enemies. These people all around you that want to destroy you. And here's the dirty little secret. Sometimes that person that wants to destroy Aaron the most is Aaron. I'll prepare a feast. Your cup will overflow. And it'll overflow in the presence of your enemies. For some of us, we look at 2023 or 2024 and we talk about God's faithfulness and we go, no, God has not been faithful. And the answer for that, or the reason we feel that way, is because all these bad things, God has not yet turned around for good. But the promise of our shepherd is when the time comes, and the time is right, and the situation is where it needs to be, again, because the shepherd knows better, and knows what the sheep needs when the sheep needs it, there will be a feast. So listen, 
Even if you're sitting there with hurt and disappointment and frustration and all those things in your heart and your life and you're going into 2024 and you're going, God, when? God, how? Listen, one of the tricks of all this, one of the ways that God wants us to help you and me in this moment is to not focus on the hurt and the bad, but to focus in on the good and the feast. The good and the feast that's coming. He'll take every bad thing and turn it around for good. Number six, just a couple more. Our shepherd's grace, mercy, and love will be available every single day. Every single day. Again, I know this is a popular portion of Scripture. You've got to underline something. Here in verse 6, the first part of it, underline this word. Listen, it says, surely... Your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me. I love that word pursue. That's great. But I want you to underline something different maybe today. I want you to underline the word all. All the days of my life. Listen, this is a leap year. So we get a February 29th this year. And guess what? You get that day covered too. Every single day when you wake up in the morning, you know what you can be confident of? You can be confident that God's goodness and unfailing love is pursuing you. Think about that for a second. Put that into perspective. The God of the universe every single day is saying, I love you. He's saying, here's my goodness. Here's my favor. Here's my blessing. Here's my love. Here's my grace. Here's my mercy. Every single day. You see, what we tend to do is we get up, we'll wake up in the morning, we'll get about four or five hours into the day, and then we'll decide if God's love, grace, mercy, and faithfulness was available to us that day. Why would we do that? Well, simple. We do that because we allow our circumstances and what has happened to dictate God's grace, mercy, favor, and all those things. So if everything goes well, oh man, yeah, God loves me. God's given me grace and mercy and favor and all those things. But you know what? When things don't go well, obviously somehow God missed us that day. Somehow God must have skipped over us that day, but maybe he'll get us tomorrow. That's not what scripture teaches us when we allow Jesus to be our shepherd every single day. When you wake up tomorrow, the love, the grace, the mercy, the faithfulness, the goodness, the favor, the blessings that were available to you today are going to be available to you tomorrow. Every single day. Can you do me a favor? And I'll work on this too, because I fail at it too. Can you not allow in 2024 your circumstances and situations in life rob you from the fact that that grace, mercy, love, faithfulness, blessings, all those things are available to you every single day? Every single day. They're yours. They're yours. When we allow Jesus to be our shepherd. Number seven, final one. Our shepherd will give you life with him to the fullest. Life with him to the fullest. So the second part of Psalms 23, 6. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know about you, but this time of year, you know, there's something about... It's Christmas time, and, and even, even like Thanksgiving, you know, like this whole season that we've just really finished up. I know that we have, you know, kind of New Year's tonight and New Year's Day tomorrow, and, and, and I don't know what you do for that. But So it, this kind of fits in this time season as well. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of going to homes, you know? There's a lot of gathering of families and friends in, in, in homes. And there's, there's something about home. You know? There's just something about home. And it's interesting, as you get older, even though you may have a home 
here and a home life here and, and, and family here or whatever it might be. It's like, like you, you still even think about like home being where you grew up. You know, we, 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 we talk about the house we grew up in or the house that, that we, we experienced these things. And it's interesting because so many of our memories and so many of our things that have happened in our life usually take place around a central hub being our home. And so a home can be such a, a great place, but it, it can also be a hard place. It can also be a place of pain and, and disappointment. Not only can there be great memories of, of family and friends and holidays, but there can also be deep, deep hurts and scars that come from things that took place in that home. And one of the things that I think that is so important that we understand about Jesus as our shepherd is he doesn't leave us out in the field. You realize the whole idea, the whole context has been this idea of shepherd and sheep, okay? And, and here's the thing that you, if you don't realize, this, this, it was not normal, obviously, for the shepherd to take the sheep home with him, okay? Typically what would happen at the time, especially when David would write this, is during the day the sheep would be out grazing in the fields. Shepherd would lead them to streams and to drinks and all sorts of, you know, water and safety and lush gardens and, or, or, or feeding grounds and all these sort of things. And at night, basically they would gather the sheep and they would bring the sheep into a central sheep pen. Jesus talks about the idea of him being the gate and all those things all the way back in John 10. And so we see this kind of idea. But you know what's interesting is in some ways, the shepherd stays with the sheep in the sheep pen. Psalms 23 ends interestingly. Because in Psalms 23, the sheep live in the house of the shepherd. Now that's interesting. And a lot of us will miss this. I know for years I missed it. Because I was completely, listen, hear me, I was completely fine with just being a sheep of Jesus. Like, hey, if Jesus is my shepherd, I get, I get one, two, three, four, five, six. My, like, I'm golden, man. Like, my job is just to stay close to the shepherd. Our shepherd is so good that he says, listen, I'm not going to allow you to remain in the sheep pen. I'm going to bring you to my house. And you will live with me forever and ever and ever. There are so many of us who are completely content, spiritually speaking, with being a sheep for Jesus. When really Jesus and the Lord have called us to be sons and daughters of Jesus and of the Lord. And I don't know if you know much about how livestock works. But I tell you what, my grandparents had cows. And there was a big old difference between grandma and grandpa's grandson and grandma and grandpa's cows. If there was only one group that was going to eat, it was going to be the grandson. There was a different level and a different relationship that is obvious to us. But yet, spiritually speaking, we live our lives in a way that says, you know what, Jesus, I'm just so thankful you died for me. And listen, I am too. Don't misunderstand this point. The point is not we're ungrateful to be sheep but we have been called up to be sons and daughters. You see, it's interesting to me that David wrote this psalm in the Old Testament. He wrote it where, you know what, being a sheep was a great thing. But now, because of what we have experienced, because of what Jesus has done for us, we're invited to come boldly 
into God's presence. And I would invite us that in 2024, the thing that is going to give us life and life to the fullest is to understand our identity in Christ as his son and his daughter and live with him in his house. Because in his house and in his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there's mercy evermore. In his presence, there is love, there is peace, there is joy, there is gentleness, there's self-control. There's all these things that happen when we are with him. In 2024, listen, please understand what I'm saying. Be the sheep, but live in the house because you've been invited in. Don't be the prodigal. Remember that story? The prodigal who's in the pig pen. He doesn't say, I'll go back and live with my dad. He says, maybe my dad will just let me be like one of the hired hands. Kind of like a sheep. He goes to his father. He starts his little speech God, I've, I, Father, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. I'm no Lord worthy to be called your son, blah, blah, blah. And I love that the Father just basically interrupts him. And basically he says, you're my son. Come into my home. As we move into 2024, one of the things that I want to speak very clearly to you and to me is the understanding that because of Jesus, your identity is changed. You're not perfected. There's still some sanctification that needs to work out and happen in your heart and your life. The prodigal wasn't perfect. Remember, he came home smelling like the pig pen. But he was invited into his father's home. And his father said, my son that was dead is now alive. It was a completely different relationship. And as I believe we close the psalm, one of the things that through the gift and the, interpret into the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that David is communicating to us is the sheep have now been invited into the home forever and forever and forever. Let's close our eyes. Let's close. Jesus, I believe that these things are for us today. I believe they would be for us in 2025 and 2026 as well, but I also feel like very. this is something that you want us to hold on to moving forward into this year. And so, Jesus, we do accept our role as sheep. We accept our role that we need to be guided. We don't know what's best. We need to allow you to be that shepherd in our lives, in how we respond to situations and circumstances. But, Father, I also believe that you have also called us as children. And that there is become, because of what Jesus has done, the relationship has shifted from when David wrote Psalm 23, prophetically looking forward to what Jesus, you would do in the Gospels. You coming and you dying for us. Us being, as Paul said, adopted by the spirit of adoption. And so Jesus, I thank you that all of these things, these are promises that we can hold on to. That we can know without a shadow of a doubt that all of our needs are going to be met this coming year. That we're going to know that goodness and grace and love and mercy are going to follow us every single day. Those are awesome promises. 
But Jesus, will you also help us to understand that because of what you have done, our place is in your house, not in a pen. And I understand, God, that sometimes that's hard to, to balance. But I know through your Holy Spirit you'll help us to find the balance of allowing you to lead, guide, direct, and be that shepherd. But at the same time, know who we are because of what you have done in our lives. And so we can have confidence God, we don't know what this year holds. I mean, goodness sakes, we don't know what 3 o'clock this afternoon holds. But you do. And so although we could walk into this year with trepidation, we could walk into it with fear and doubt, or we could decide once again that you are our shepherd. And know that all of these things that we talked about today, you will do and you will bring in our hearts and in our lives. So God, I pray for me and for all of us here, everybody that's online, that we would truly use Psalm 23 as we step and move and live in 2024. You're with us. We know that you're there and you'll never leave us or forsake us. You're so good. You're so good. Allow these words just to penetrate our hearts and help us to hold them and remember them as the Holy Spirit brings them back to our remembrance whenever we need them during this season. We love you and we thank you. You're so, so good. And we trust you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, listen, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of 2023 and that you walk into 2024 holding on to these promises, holding on to your shepherd, holding on to your identity, knowing that, you know, even though we don't know what's coming, we know who we're with and that's enough. All right. So listen, if you have any questions, remember our fast is going to be starting next Sunday. So if you have any questions about fasting or anything about how we handle that or what we do or even like what kind, you know, maybe you can't fast food and that's okay if you can't fast food. Maybe, maybe God wants you to give something else up during this season to really focus in on him. Whatever God has for you, let me know. I can help you in that and help you prepare and plan. And I want you to be a part of that if you can. So again, have a wonderful week. Happy New Year. And I'll see you in 2024.